Welcome to Lady BizWiz, where we help you focus, execute, and get results as you take your business from concept to market. Today you'll be hearing the second part of a two-part series where Amy and I unpack the highlights from the Abode Creatives Retreat on Saturday, October 17th in Savannah, Georgia. There was just a great panel of speakers, and we're going to hit some of the highlights, especially from the Q&A on the wholesale and social media marketing sessions. Let's tune in now. So who was next? Was it? Marianne. So Marianne Gannon papel is, she is the owner of Savannah Master Calendar, which is another place, if you're, if you're in the Savannah area, um, visiting or living, um, you should definitely check out. There's always whatever's going on in the city is usually listed on that site. And I love that you can go to one place and, and find all that information. She is, she's basically just a marketing guru and she is a wealth of knowledge about, uh, social, mar- of social media and, uh, marketing in general, branding, all of her, all of her areas of expertise are there. So she, what, what were some highlights do you felt from her talk? You know, really, I think, being in the community, I think was really, you know, whether on social media presence or whether at events, um, plugging in to the community, I thought was really kind of a big, because it's a really a big part of who she is as a woman. She is a force to be reckoned with. Her and I in one room together, we tend to, you know, we just want to light the whole thing up and go, let's go and get, you know, she just really is phenomenal. She's also very um, civic minded. So Savannah Master Calendar has worked really hard to um, to bring businesses and for cause um, nonprofits together. So a lot of her Savannah Master Calendar events, especially if she does grand openings or anything like that, she's really wanting to, she'll promote a business opening, but she'll, you know, tie them in with um, Second Harvest Food Bank, for instance, as an example. And so she'll, she'll bring donations of cans of food with the grand opening or she'll tie in. I mean, she's on a board on, on several different nonprofits in town um, that she really wants to bring those two communities together for awareness for nonprofits who are always looking. Um, and then obviously tying your business to a cause, you know, gets you some traction out there too, because I mean, giving back to the community is always a great way to promote what you're doing. Yeah. I really like, I really like that. And um, she, she has some, just some great ideas for how to get your, you know, how to get your name out there, how to use social media to your advantage. Again, did you remember any, any highlights from her talk that stand out to you or any questions that? I mean, that was just kind of the focus of what she did. I mean, I know that people had spoken, you know, questions were asked more specific towards social media. Um, how, how often do you post those kind of things? And she did recommend like regular posting, scheduling your posts. And being aware of what's going on in the world so you can tie your post into relevance. For instance, I mean, there's, I think she told me yesterday that Saturday is National Pecan Day or National Something Day that ties in with Lottie Bells. And so she was, she, they got, she tracks all like the days. Right. I mean, so and there's like holidays every day now. There's a I don't know who makes them everything. up, but yes. I don't either. Um, but, you know, being aware of ones that you can tie in with your business so that when you hashtag it or promote that post, you can hashtag to a day that's getting bigger traction out in social media, which hope, you know, you, if you have something interestingly, interesting enough can kind of ride the wave of some of that. Right. And she said, always be, sh- be sure to double check your hashtags because yes. if someone does link to it, you want to make sure it goes yep. to the right place. She also said that being on LinkedIn is a really good idea. 
um, because most of the people there are, are in the business and corporate world. Yes. Um, yeah, and that's funny. I just had to create a LinkedIn account the other day for Lottie Bells because I'm not on LinkedIn. I, I, I mean, I am horrible at social media, so I will tell you that's the first thing I am horrible at. Um, but she, but I actually um, just recently hired a um, a company that's helping me overcome that. I think it's going to be money well spent. But um, yeah, I'm horrible at it. I, and I don't love it. I can't. I don't love taking pictures. I can't stand it. I don't want to look at the days that makes it special. I don't love any of that. So this was kind of cool. I don't know if you heard this, but there was a gentleman who joined us for the most most of the day, the first yeah. half of the day, and I can't remember what company he was from, but he said he was there because he was looking to hire someone to do his social market, his social media. And he thought anyone who would come to a conference like this for a day was a sign that they were potentially a good person to hire, which I thought, wow. He said, you know, someone who's going to commit a day to learning like this is someone I want to hire. That's interesting. I, I, I know him um, and his business is in the, is in the in medical testing or something yes. like that. He's been, he's built it over the whole, you know, with all the testing that we're having to do right now with COVID, but that's interesting. And actually two of the ladies um, that were there were in nursing and they were both in a transition and both reached, you know, he reached out to both of them. So I thought that, I mean, again, who, who do, how do you, you never know? You never know. But I think it's a great point to make to our listeners that, you know, you talk a lot about making the most of opportunities. I do. And you just never know how, you know, you applying yourself to learning, you applying yourself to educating, could pay off in an opportunity that you didn't expect. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, I could, I could have you write three books on that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, thanks. (laughs) Because it's really, it's really the, the underlying song of my life is, is opportunities and just having ears to hear sometimes or in a, in a, in a heart open to, to explore. And, and, And so I, yes, it is, I truly believe of all the things that, I do well, and I do a handful of things well. Um, my ability to to find opportunities or to be receptive to opportunities is by far um, one of the greatest gifts that I've been given. That's awesome. So we also our, our was it our final session was on wholesaling. Yes. And can you tell us a little bit about the speaker there? So Lane um, was our speaker and she has a super, and it's funny because Lane and I have run in the same circle. She's the only speaker I didn't actually put on the panel. It was, Alex knew her as we were trying to kind of find somebody, as we were trying to kind of find somebody for, um, for the wholesale side without it being me. And so um, when, you know, Lane kind of came on the scene, we, I knew about her. I've known about her business for a super long time. She has a she has a company called Love Lanes, I believe, and she does super amazing children play costumes is really what she does. And so I'm not talking like Halloween costumes. They really could be used for Halloween, but really that you know, that creative space that children find themselves in where they're making forts and being princes and crusaders or, or whatever they're doing. And so she created this brand. Um, based on her love of silk, of screen printing, so she screen prints her fabric, and then she makes these really outstanding costumes. And you know, there are several people out there in the world that, like I said, I didn't know Lane personally. We run in the same circles. I knew of her. I think she knew of me. Um, but you actually have a little bit of you know business envy, and her business was one of those that I had a little business envy because she was she had been successful in the big box 
land. She had gotten her company picked up by Nordstrom's and she's gotten her company picked up by a company called Land of Nod. I don't even know if they're out there, but I remember that I think my third child's nursery came from Land of Nod. Um, and I think they've gotten us, I don't know, I think they've gotten assumed by Pottery Barn or something like that. But um, so I had a little brand envy. She has gotten, you know, she's been successful in a space that I am charting territory in. And so, like I said, you find people out there that are doing what you want to be doing. They're doing it on a bigger, you know, bigger level than you want to be, you know, so you kind of, kind of want to chase after what they're, and you just find inspiration. And so Lane was really one of those women for me that, like I said, I could see her post. We're friends on Facebook. Um, We know most of the same people in town, but had really never been in a room together that we had chit-chatted. And just found her just incredibly inspiring, um, you know, some of the fights she's fought to to keep her brand intact, um, you know, where she's moved into wholesale and how she's gone with her um, her retail. So, no, really super inspired by that. I was super inspired by that because, like I said, the wholesale is a path that Blue Poppy and Lottie Bells is, is going down really quite heavily. And so, again, I just, I get a little bit of, 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 of star envy as well when I see somebody who's doing something really, I think, exceptional. Yeah, so I will also um, provide a link to Love Lane Designs, and it's Lane Huerta, I believe is, is the last name. So um, again, yeah, just a great talk on wholesaling. And I had no idea, because I'm not in that world, but I, I didn't know how far down that rabbit hole goes. There's so much to know about wholesaling. Oh, I have a mental list of like 10 things I want to like execute now based on her talk. I mean, like I said, it spoke to me of all the of all the speakers. I, I learned something from everybody. Um, truly, but of all the speakers, the one that really probably spoke to, or that I really made a lot of mental notes on how to execute was really hers. And, um, and it was funny just chit chatting with her. She was asking my advice on some things. I'm like, hold on, you've been doing this. You've been doing wholesale a lot longer than me. And she goes, but yeah, you're kicking butt. And I'm like, well, I'm trying. And, and again, you kind of walk into rooms sometimes and, and you can identify, and I don't feel threatened that somebody does something better than me or is further down the path than me or, you know, I want to kind of like, okay, what is she doing? What can I, you know, how can I not copy, but what is she doing that's working that I can, you know, bring my own um, ability to? And, and before she, before you cut me off, Rebecca, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to shout on Rebecca for a few minutes. So Rebecca was our MC. <laughs> and um, I know that one day we're going to sit here and we're going to reverse these mics and I'm going to interview Rebecca. <laughs> and you're no, going to get to learn about her because you get to learn a lot about me. But Rebecca is um, just so incredibly funny. So she she went up there and she introduced us. And all she really had was like the bios that I texted her on my cell phone. And she's like, so what am I doing? I'm like, you just go for it. I don't know. You just, you're on. She just pushed me up and said, go do it. And But yeah. you were so Sink fabulous. Sink or swim. You were so fabulous, and, and people kept walking up to me like, she needs to have a stand-up comic show. Like, <laughs> well, the thing is, is that, you know, it's funny how in life that things that you've been through, and I've, I feel like I've been having this conversation a lot, like your your experience in life is cumulative. Yes. You don't realize it sometimes. You don't realize how things you've done in the past prepare you for what's coming in the future, but nothing really is wasted. Nothing that you've done in life ever gets wasted, and for me, like those moments, have I've been practicing for those moments in other things in my life, so it was just so fun for me to 
to be able to take that role. And, and it was such a relaxed group. So there was like, it was a low pressure situation. So it was a lot of fun. It was a relaxed group. I mean, it was a good group. I mean, I, you know, and that was, that was the interesting thing is I had wanted, uh, you know, I just always want more. I mean, I, I guess that's just part of me. And so I, I wanted more tickets sold. And so we had sold, a, we'd sold, I guess, half of what I had had in my mind that I wanted sold. And I was a little disappointed, honestly, that only half had sold. I think that has more to do with the marketing of it than anything though. I think next time we're going to really push the marketing side. But truly what I end up seeing, and, and you have to see it, is it was a really, really great test ground to kind of, you know, learn from. And I, and because it was intimate, um, you didn't, you know, it, it, it felt so nice. And there was an opportunity for me to sit and listen to each of the speakers and not be running around trying to do other things because there was just this opportunity to to be in the event as much as somebody who was organizing it. So, you know, things all kind of work out the way they're supposed to, but, you know, really phenomenal. I mean, if you've thought about putting together in your town, um, if you have a, you know, an inspiration to put together something similar in your town, you know, I would encourage you to do that. I, I think, again, you think you go in having answers. I learned, you know, a lot, um, in the experience of, of not only putting it together, but of, you know, of some ways just kind of letting other ideas come and then really what people bring to the table. And I love that. Yeah. So this, that synergy that happens, like you said, when people get in the room together and have enough time to sort of interact, you know, engage, ask questions. I know I have a coffee date with, with Emra yep. tomorrow. I mean, Emra Smith, uh, international school story. She was there phenomenal lady and um i'd love to love to ha- interview her at some point on this podcast oh, she'll do it because i mean we she's a dear friend and um again somebody again who who's got this passion to spread hope and joy i mean that's her heart and you know she's trying to come up with some product lines that show her heart and it was really in one of those little breakout sessions that we were talking about some packaging design for for a tea company, a tea line she's wanting to come out with. And I wasn't knocking her packaging because I actually put it together. So I wasn't actually (laughs) knocking at all. But, you know, but what came to me in that minute was that combining her product with what her passion was of storytelling Mm. um, could really create something that was really more magical than each piece individual, but combining it. And, And that came in one of the breakout sessions. And Uh, you know, so again, you never know when inspiration hits you. You never know. She was able to, you know, meet up with another artist that was more visual artist and, you know, and she's phenomenal. And, and it was just, and a lifelong learner too. Like that's something I I aspire to just be a lifelong learner, no matter what age I'm at to continually be open to learning from other people, whether no matter what age they are. Oh, I, I I would never, I mean, I I always will learn. I love learning. I pick new, I'm intentional about learning. I, I never thought because school was never really something I all that enjoyed you know, you know, the first, you know, 18 years, I didn't love the school side of things. It was, it didn't fit. I didn't fit into that box that well. Um, and so, you know, that was not a real super positive experience for me, which has been the the irony of everything is that I'm somebody in my adulthood, the next, you know, the, the last 30 years of my life have been all about learning and growing in knowledge and, and, and growing in interest and trying something new. Um, I was joking with my son, who's will be 16 next month. And so he, um, he, for the first really 12 years of his life, really ate five things. 
I mean, oh, I had one of those. Truly five things. And we went to feeding therapy. I mean, he never could get off of like stage two baby food. I mean, there were some real issues. I mean, that wasn't conscious of him, but you know, we had them. And so picky. Oh, I mean. Is this number three? This is my third one. That's right. Super easy baby, but super weirdly picky with food. So we went to dinner. Um, my middle son came home from college this week. And so we went to dinner, um, I guess, Monday night. And Andrew ordered the salmon with lump crab meat and fettuccine Alfredo. Now he eats sushi. Wow. And I was telling um, my friend, Laura, my business partner, Laura, that, um, that basically has known him since he was three months old. And so she's been through all the, the, you the know, tears over not eating. Of, of Yours and his, right? Yes, he just doesn't want to eat anything. And she goes, my goodness, Amy. She goes, we're com- you, you know, triple jelly sandwiches were his thing because he didn't do peanut butter. but he Triple liked- jelly. Yeah, you would do three pieces of bread with jelly in between. But he didn't, eat, he didn't eat peanut butter. I mean, so it was, so, and now he eats like, so now his new thing to me is like, let's go to a new restaurant, mom, so I can try something new. And, you know, you never think you would see that day. So learning and being adaptable in food or whatever it is, is, is something that I encourage. And, you know, and, you know, I asked my son, I, I did ask him the other day and I said, do you think, cause I pushed him all along the way. I mean, try new foods, try this, try. And I'm sure that I sounded like a broken record along the way. And that, you know, maybe he felt like he was just being kind of beaten up for not eating more than these five foods. And I asked him, I asked him on the way to school, I guess, yesterday morning. And I said, um, so now that you're eating all these different foods and, you know, salmon's really kind of an out there one with lump crab meat with lemon sauce. But anyway, I said, do you, I said, was, do you feel like it was wrong to push you outside of your comfort zone? And I said, or should I have just said triple jelly sandwiches is it? And we're good with that. And he goes, no, he goes, I'm glad that you always encouraged me to try new things. Mm. And I mean... And that doesn't just have to be with food. I, I, I encourage everybody to try new things, whether it's a new idea for a business, whether it's a new idea for a hobby, whether it's just a new set of recipes if you cook. I, I, I spend your life embracing learning because, man, it, it just opens up so much that you, if you sat at home and just said, I do this well and this is what I do, You're missing out on so much. Thank you for joining us today on Lady BizWiz. As always, we value your feedback. Please reach out to us if you have any questions or any ideas for future podcasts. Questions at ladybizwiz.com is where you can find us. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.